everybody. Welcome to GameSpot After Dark, episode 90. I am your host this week, John Luke Seipke. Uh, Lucy, uh, our regular host, is out this week because she has to go back to the UK uh, along with Tam, oh. also out this week. So, hate to see uh, you make it sound I got, like we're kicking bunch them out of, of the US. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was about time, you know? Like, <laughs> God damn. We kicked the Brits out before and we're doing it again. Oh my God! Yeah, Luke, you put this fool in the host seat once, and he go wild. Love to see it. Uh, but to replace those uh, those those limey Brits, is limey is that the right word? Is that what you say? <laughs> yo, I, I, yo, I, I think you're. Uh, I don't even want to want to try. Like I don't I know, say, but Tam I don't even want to make a judgment call. Break back into recording. It's like yo, what you say. Listen, I, <laughs> okay, I'll start I'm not authority on it, but you know what. Yep. We'll do a second take. I'll do a second take if that's not cool. Okay. All right. No, no, um, no just do it. Okay. <laughs> just roll. Just roll. Just roll. <laughs> we keep going. Okay. Uh, anyway, I am joined by the wonderful Michael Hyam. Yo, what it do, baby? The fantastic Jordan Ramey. Hello, hello. And for the very first time, the illustrious Persia. What is up? First timer. Woo-hoo. First timer. <laughs> but you've been here for a long time. First time, long time. Actually, time, as long of time. the yes. 17th. It will be, have been two years. Two years, so. hey! Hey, congrats! Yeah. Folks listening probably seen Persia in all sorts of places on GameSpot.com. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of video content, so shouts out to you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, in fact, because you're the first time on, that means we have a little segment we like to do: mm. the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment. Chris. Chris from Dayton, Ohio, is uh, one of our longtime listeners who long time ago asked us uh, to tell us a bit about ourselves. So every time we have a new guest on, we like to always ask them to tell us a bit about yourself. So Persia, tell us about yourself, what you do here at GameSpot, and some of your favorite games. Wow. All right. Well, um, hi, I'm Persia. (laughs) At GameSpot, I work on a lot of cool video content and sponsor stuff and live streams. It's very exciting, and I enjoy it a lot. And... Um, I've been able to do more editing recently, which has been also very exciting and stimulating for the brain. Um, but before GameSpot, you know, I was a little esports nerd, a little like competitive tryhard. I started way <laughs> back in like Halo 2, got addicted to going to tournaments, won a couple locals at like my nearby Game Crazy. You know, for people who don't know who that is, it's like the <laughs> Hollywood video game section. So... You know, I thought I was I was hot shit and everything. So I got tired of competing with a team, couldn't rely on my team. I wanted to go out there and win on my own. And what did I do? I went and learned fighting games. Hey. Have I won a tournament since that time? Absolutely not, because fighting games are very difficult. But you got heart. But yes, I have all the heart in the world. I say, does and- anyone remember the very first day that Persia showed up in the office back when we actually went into an office and she just brought out like her dope ass like, fighting stick and just like went it. to town like, oh my God. using it in the like, middle of the so office bad like damn like, hey, who want to throw hands at school girls i'll whoop your ass i'll whoop your ass and she did we was like oh yeah we, we fuck with skull girls it's kind of cool she, yeah we, she, we like skull girls god damn we got our ass well, i forget that day yeah i remember one time before i was even working at GameSpot, you guys were streaming skull girls i saw it on my twitter feed and i was like Man, imagine getting paid to play Skullgirls. <laughs> then you like fast forward some time and we were, I, I was playing with John Luke, actually. We were playing on mm-hmm. the stream. It was fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> but yeah, so I felt so bad that day though because I remember I was trying to like record some combos for Mortal Kombat and 
um, Jake was like, um, can you stop? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have the loud ass fight stick. Yeah. Like you don't have the, because I use, I have like rubber silencers under my, under yeah. my, because I know that's just loud in here. Um. Yeah. I ended up borrowing John Luke's silence stick, which I think is still over there. So. Was it the white in and the red office. Street Fighter yeah, one? Yeah. That yeah. That one. Oh like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, I also remember Evo two twenty nineteen. I saw you were uh, commentating. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I uh, man, commentating is so fun. Through going to fighting game tournaments and stuff like that, eventually got on the mic. Back then, it was a lot easier to get on the mic because you know it wasn't as professional. It was like. Spooky would have a stream up. Someone on the mic had to go play their match. There's an empty seat, and they're like, yo, oh, <laughs> come sure, over okay. here, get on the <laughs> mic real quick. And I'm like, yeah, you got it. And then fast forward some time, people are starting to take commentary really seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, heck yeah, me too. Like, I want to be <laughs> a part of that as well. So I commentated a bunch, traveled like more than ever at that time because I was also younger too. It was like, t- <laughs> Almost 10 years ago. This was basically 10 years ago because that's when Marvel came out. And uh, yeah, I ended up being the first woman to commentate at Evo officially and the first woman to commentate a Marvel Top 8 as well. Wait, why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? This is like really dope. (laughs) Yeah, this is dope as shit. Yo, (laughs) that's wild. Oh, damn. Yeah, like I feel like I commentated almost like 100 events during my time of doing Marvel stuff. Like I was in it, it was like best yeah. years ever, super excited. <laughs> um, so it was really cool to go from being like freelance commentator who basically survived off of passion and exposure and heart, yeah. right? To get something like GameSpot, it's like uh, amazing. Like stability <laughs> is so underrated sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome, so, <laughs> so yeah. I'm so happy to have you on finally. We need to get more Heck yeah. more more people on the staff on. I think that's going to be a big goal for this year. Is uh I shout agree. out all the wonderful people who who uh, I mean, well you get you, obviously you're on camera all the time, but uh people people who normally don't get the love uh, at GameSpot who are awesome people. Bring them on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're here today to talk about Ooh, actually a lot. We got a lot of shit to talk about cuz there are some uh some big things uh I'm going to go to probably Michael. I'm going to save you for last because you're talking about the big thing this week. Uh, So why don't we actually start with, uh, I guess, technically both Jordan and Persia because you guys are our resident Apex Legends experts and there's some some new Apex stuff. I don't... I played a little Apex when it first came out and I kind of fell off, uh, so... Hit hit me with uh, all the good stuff. What's what's going on? I was say an- another like behind the scenes at Gamespot. Like there was a moment when we were having like game of the year conversations for 2019, and John Are Luke, Jake, and Callie were yeah, like, you, you what, me out what, here? "Should should Apex still be up there? We haven't played since launch." And, like, Literally, me and everybody turned office, around like, and just started yelling at me, and I was like, "Oh, I was just asking. Ooh. I was just asking." Ooh. <laughs> Play Apex, John Luke. Come back. Come back to us. It's a great time to come back, to be honest. And I'll be extremely fair. I took a couple seasons off, too. It's not like I've been playing nonstop Mm -hmm. since season one. I played, like, season one through three. Took, like, four, five, almost six off. And then, you know, hit it again really hard, especially when Horizon came out because she's the best. And I always joke with my friends, imagine being on the ground. I love that character because you can make the illest flanks by flying You're the reason why Horizon's going to get nerfed in the new season. She's already been nerfed. 
been nerfed so many <laughs> She needs times. to be nerfed again. She's too good. <laughs> no one should be allowed to create a black hole in a battle royale. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a great time to come back, for sure. Even if you've taken some seasons off. Maybe I will. I just need to find the right the right crew. My my crew, my battle royale crew is um Callie, rest in peace, uh former Whoa. Uh, oh my god, that was terrifying. <laughs> she's uh, ascended, but also she's dead. Friend of the show, Callie Plaggy, and um also uh well member of the show occasionally, uh Ben Jenka, who was on last week, uh talking about Final Fantasy. I every time I play a battle royale with them, I we do extremely well because we're all on the same page and we're all very cautious like y'all are very we communicative we're, we're, we communicate we don't like picking fights like um mm. uh other friend of the show matt paget also rest in peace um he uh <laughs> i don't like playing battle royales well i love playing battle oh royales he's gone and you talk shit wow i hate to see it i i love matt and i love playing games with matt you try to play battle royales with him mm. you're like all right so what should we do and then matt just He's already run off. He's already like 50 yards that way, getting into a fight. He's already dead, and you're like, God damn it. He's okay, aggressive, well. and he doesn't tell you when he's going to get aggressive. <laughs> exactly. Much like you, might, you might like this new season then, John Luke, because Respawn's been teasing hard that they're going to add something that isn't Battle Royale. They One of the devs, the director of communication, was like, you know, in the same way that like Fortnite went from this like zombie game yeah. to Battle Royale, like... Wouldn't it be really cool if more games just added new genres to them that were basically a whole different other game that transformed okay. the game like completely? Let me, let me pitch something. So like, <laughs> what if there's teams, two teams, a bunch of different people, and, they, and they're fighting each other, but then they get an alt where they summon a mech. Ah, oh, there it and is. And they can get in that mech. This motherfucker. And they can fight each other. Titanfall 3 will come when it comes. Like, Because if we're talking about Titanfall, I am in. I played so much Titanfall 2. That is my jam. Apex is fine. It's just not Titanfall. <sighs> I can't, tell, I can't tell really disagree. The, but Tell us about the new, the new Apex stuff. There's a new character, right? There's new things. Am yeah, I uh, I call her Valkyrie for no, they that's her call sign, uh, but they haven't like confirmed if that's like her legend name or if it's something else entirely. Mm -hmm. But uh, she uses an old uh, Titanfall 2 North Star mech, uh, repurposes the parts to create a jetpack that allows her to like fly oh, so and shoot rockets and stuff like that. Um, when I was talking, I saw you pause and look at me. It's like North Star Titan. <laughs> no, you're wow. you're not gonna like what I have to say next. She just she's just using the parts. She's just using the pieces. <laughs> They're adding a bow and arrow. They're changing one of their maps. They call it Olympus Infested, which souns really disgusting. But I think they're just adding a bunch of trees and bushes and shrubs Ew. to the map. So we'll see how that turns out. Am I missing anything, Persia? I feel like I'm not missing anything. Um. I mean, Valkyrie is definitely new main. Like I said, imagine being on the ground. I oh am all about the aerial characters. It's going to be lit. Um, and I'm just excited, too, that they're incorporating more of the Titanfall stuff, but in an interesting way, right? They're teasing us with all these little things, like little pictures, little tidbits. But then diving into actually reviving a character through a backstory is kind of cool. When I felt like people weren't really giving that character much of a thought beforehand, besides the fact that they were a predator and they were like someone that you fought in Titanfall 2. I'm talking about Viper, by the way. <laughs> but I think that's cool and we get to learn more. And 
And also, though, side note, I'm like, dang, why are you making me feel bad for the bad guy? <laughs> it was pretty time. funny like, when that new trailer family. came out and a bunch of people were like, man, I feel kind of bad about killing Viper. And a bunch of other people were like, nah, Viper was an asshole. He ripped <laughs> BT's arms off. And then there was a whole segment of the Apex community that was like, what is everyone talking about? I'm like, oh, right. There's a bunch of people who played Apex who have just never played Titanfall or Titanfall 2 and have no idea that Viper was like the most annoying boss battle of all time. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, the oh. aerial North Star boss fight on the giant ship. And he would just like keep coming back. And you're like, dude, why will you just not? Oh, just yeah, yeah, dude. Annoying. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that makes me way more excited. I'm now, yeah, okay. Yeah, the new Shit, legend is his incorporating daughter. Titanfall so. lore, but more Titanfall lore in. Ooh. Uh, maybe Come I back, have to download Jonathan. Apex. Come oh, back. I don't got time, though. <laughs> the other thing, though, about playing Apex, and this is what helped me kind of get back into it, was that you have to take the mentality out that being... The last one standing is the only time you're winning. Because sometimes I have the mm. best games that I felt like I've ever played and I still get like second place or like fourth place or something like yeah. that. But the progress and the accomplishment you feel just when you're actually getting kills and you're dropping damage yeah. and you're getting those badges, you're like, ooh, yeah. I'm winning right now. <laughs> I am the champion. All right, all right, let's go. But, you know, I had to get over that whole, like, dang, if I'm not the champion every time, I'm losing and I suck and, like, why am I even playing? It's, like, so much more than that that comes with you just playing and getting better and stuff like that, too. But we will turn this into an Apex podcast if you don't stop us, John. <laughs> you, you, should, you, should, you should just probably talk about what we, you're playing. No, we should, we should probably, depends, probably uh, do that. It depends on you have on. It's like, all right. Apex this, is fire, is this, bro. Uh, this is a Yakuza podcast this week. Is it a Persona podcast? Final Take, Fantasy podcast? Like, we'll go all day. We'll use the entire hour Bring Max about on, Apex too. Legends. Max, got, Max, Max, Max Blumenthal, bring him on. because that We will Waldorf and Norma this whole episode, all right? Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Oh. <laughs> well, why don't we move on then to uh, the other game that, uh, Persia, you've been playing, uh, Before Your Eyes. I've never heard of this. Yes. What is this? Ben, ben was so... talking about it last week, but I want to I hear what you have to say, Persia. Yeah, I actually found out about it because I had saw a tweet, and the tweet was basically saying how Before Your Eyes is a short game. It's only like an hour and a half. Mm. Um, but the reviewers, some of them... They were playing it. They said, oh, this is a great experience. But since it was under Steam's, I guess, time limit, they were mm. refunding the game afterwards. Ooh, that's fucked up. So I started playing it kind of out of principle. I was like, that's messed up. <laughs> you know, Aww. these people are putting their heart and souls into these yeah. games. And then you actually loved it, but you still refunded it. Like, it's messed up, right? So yep. I was like, out of spite, I'm playing this immediately <laughs> after I'm done working. Yeah, <laughs> and it's only though. an hour and a half. Like, sometimes... You don't have a bajillion hours to give to a game. Like John Luke was just saying, I don't have the time. But you would probably have the time for this game. And it's not yeah. that intensive either. But the interesting thing about it is that we've all heard the expression, your life flashes before your eyes and all this other stuff. So it's basically like that. And it uses your webcam to see how many times you blink. And sometimes you'll blink and it'll um, progress to the next part of the story. So sometimes oh, no. you'll be in a moment where you're like, no, I don't want to blink. I don't. I want to see more of what's going on, and you blink and you miss it. 
Yeah. Oh, but what if I'm crying and just like blinking constantly? Well, like, that's it just not works fair. through tears and I've tested it and approved it for you. So don't oh. worry. That is not a problem. Sad girl approved. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible for me because I have this problem where if I am thinking about blinking, I just start rapidly blinking. So I would just like skip half the game. I like speed what run. <laughs> There you go. Oh. Before your eyes speed run community. Where are you at? Um, this summer is uh, AGDQ. (laughs) (laughs) You can play it without a webcam though. Like if you don't have one, you can still play it without it. I haven't tried it without the webcam, um, but it does give you the option at least. Mm -hmm. But it was really good. Like I don't want to say too much more about it because I feel like the story Mm kind of gets a little spoiled in that way, but it's very well done. It's very moving. I cried a lot. Oh, I yeah. thought I knew how things were going, and it still managed to like hit me in the gut and surprise me. Oh. And all of that in an hour and a half, like I felt like I should have paid more. I was like, "Where's the?" <laughs> hey, you're dropping <laughs> right? dimes. Oh, in this but like I said last week when Ben was talking about it, like this is like this is the type of game that I would I would want to play because mm. it's effective, uh, and like that whole blink like like you say you can play with the mouse and there's a there, we have a review up now that kind of explains how that works, but just don't hit the same right like yeah <laughs> exactly like. exactly awesome well uh, moving over to Jordan I see you have a little game called Mass Effect Andromeda this motherfucker got Mass Effect Andromeda on his list wow wow what? Jordan, come on. It's, it's always a good time to go back and play a fan favorite man. <laughs> this fool, this this fool said classic. I'm gonna be on the podcast so I'm gonna drop some bullshit <laughs> and I respect that I thought about it I'm like you know I could talk about how I've been playing some Outriders recently but I've also been playing some Mass Effect Andromeda which game's gonna make the bigger splash with this group of people <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I'm I'm just so excited for Legendary Edition to mm-hmm. come out, and so I'm like, oh, I I just want to play some more Mass Effect, but I obviously don't want to play the trilogy again right now because okay, yeah, I feel because then, you. then it would just be like, oh, and now here's the code for Legendary Edition. Go speed run through the trilogy that you right, just yeah. played through for work for coverage. I'm like, that sounds terrible. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, and I'm still one of the standouts at GameSpot that thinks that Mass Effect Andromeda is good, actually. So is that, is that I, I enjoy <laughs> it. I enjoy Mass Effect Andromeda, even and if all that. the rest of mm-hmm. you fuckers don't. <laughs> Yo, damn. Do you. Do Y'all are you. bringing the fire. I love it. <laughs> uh, Was a, there, it, is there anything, uh, like, I don't know, like... Uh, Playing it now, like, is is there anything like you've gleaned from it, having like played it uh, in twenty twenty one, or like in preparation for Legendary Edition, or are you are you just like just kind of just casually playing it for fun? Uh, it's more just casually playing it for fun. Like the really thing that just always keeps standing out to me. I'm like, man, it's gonna be so weird to go back to this in the original trilogy when Legendary Edition comes out. Like the fact that. By the time Andromeda came out, Bioware had just gone completely away from the good guy, bad guy dialogue that they kind of started with KOTOR and they had kind of done for a few RPGs for Mm -hmm. a while. And then they got to like uh, Dragon Age Inquisition and Andromeda and they're like, let's just kind of do like choices and there's no good ending, bad ending. It's just kind of consequence to your actions. I'm like, I wonder, will Legendary Edition somehow feel a little bit 
dated going back to that? Will I enjoy it more just because so many RPGs now come out that don't really do the whole binary system anymore and lots of games mm-hmm. have started kind of getting away from like ah yes the world is black and white uh they kind of do the whole like the world is gray type of deal um so it'll be interesting to kind of go back and experience that with mass effect and that's just kind of what i've been thinking about when i've been playing andromeda again and just going through the game and being like wow like this is normal like this is what's normal now for there to just be like two choices and for them to not be tied to paragon or renegade and I'm going to have to get used to the fact that I'm going back to the old way when Legendary Edition comes out, because I will absolutely play that trilogy like four more times again when Legendary Edition comes out. And make the same choices all four times. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Like, I I tell myself, like, you know what, maybe I'll romance Miranda this time or Liara, or maybe I'll even be wild and do like an asshole like Ashley or something like, no. Wow. No. Tally again. We should do Tally again. <laughs> the second you hear oh. her voice, you're like, mm, nope. No. <laughs> One girl for me. Got him. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's, that's wild, though. I, I, I thought about that, too. Like, damn, I played I played Paragon every fucking time I played Mass Effect. Like, one, one two, and three. So, like, I was like, oh, man, I want to see Renegade. But like, no, you know what? That's not the Shepherd that I know. So, I'm not going to do it. I can't be mean to my friends. I literally just can't do it. Like, there's so many people at Bioware's like, and we're kind of disappointed that not many people played Renegade. I'm like, then you shouldn't have written such good characters that I wanted to be friends with. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> especially three. Three, you could be so oh. brutal. Three is three renegade is wild yeah Yeah. like i'm not gonna listen to my friends problems and be like dude i'm like really depressed right now like my people are dying and be like shut up and just get over it it. like we're in war (laughs) i'm like i'm not gonna do that like i can't do that like at the end of three garris has like this garris has this like really cool like we've been bros since day one and i'm fucking proud to be your bro and finish the fight dog so if you're like an asshole to him like Damn, like, what the fuck? What yeah, was, this, was, this what? might be the last time we see each other. Yeah, what the fuck was this last 200 hours for then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. so interesting, isn't it? Like, even though it's a game and it's not real, I still can't bring myself to pick the responses that I know are me. And I'm like, come on, I wouldn't real say that. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Damn. God bless the people who do that and then post the results to YouTube <laughs> so that I can find out what the renegade <laughs> results are without actually having to do it myself. Go like, check uh, out uh, me, Satis- me and Jake, Satis- Jake Decker's uh, series, Satis yeah. Party on the Citadel. <laughs> Yo, I fucking love that shit because y'all started that right when I got to GameSpot because that was 2016. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was the funniest shit. Like, Oh, yo. shit. I'm glad someone did. <laughs> yo, I thought that shit was mad funny. What was, what was your, uh, what was Shepard's name? It was... Um, uh, no, not not Truck Shepherd. That's a uh, different thing. Uh, Baldwin, Baldwin <laughs> Shepherd. Baldwin Sh- Yo, that shit was hella funny. <laughs> Damn, that's a throwback. Yeah. R.I.P. Jake Decker. R.I.P. Jake Decker. Dang. Baldwin Shepherd. We had like a Baldwin Shepherd Twitter account and everything, and uh, I don't. Is it still, Jake don't Is know it still out there? No, because I think it was, it think it was tied to Jake's like CBSI account. Ah, and it's like that shit's like long gone. Yeah, it's like the, I'm it's sure like we could the, contact Twitter and somehow get it back. It's like the ham. <laughs> who, who has the ham duet account? Ham duet is the wild throwback that I think oh. only me and Jean Luc know about. Yeah, I think I know. I all right. Yeah, I know. I know who it is. It was Jean. It was uh, Jean Luc, uh, Giancarlo <laughs> Bernini. I bet. Oh, shouts, out, shouts out to him. It was maybe Giancarlo, or it was Eddie. It was him or Eddie. It was like someone oh, like shit. left field that you were like, what? Like they had it the whole time. I thought it was Tay for a minute. 
but I was like, uh, old old daddy Tay, don't 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 play like that no more. So this is a conversation <laughs> that only matters to me. And <laughs> Sorry, and no one no, else. There's someone listening to After Dark right now who's been like a day one Gamespot fan, and they're like, "Yo, I haven't heard these names in so long." <laughs> Ham duet. <laughs> Y'all remember the E3 Ham duet? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I guess moving on to to me then. Um, uh, I, I I took it off, but I'll put it back in there. I I I peeped the Resident Evil Seven, Resident Evil Eight. God, jeez, what year is it? Uh, the Resident Evil Eight <laughs> demo, that time demo they had on Saturday. It was like a thirty minute demo that you could only play for eight hours. <laughs> did any of you uh, else play it? No, I'm playing not. I did not Tam realize quite how it. timed it was, and I'm like, oh, the time I has passed. I watched it on our well, channel, Well, thankfully, though. someone has posted it to GameSpot.com, so I you can watch it. Watch it. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. It's a very uh, short demo. You get, like, one combat sequence, and then it's mostly, like, a cutscenes and some story stuff, some scripted sequences. It's all right. It looks great. Like... Playing that on, you know, I have a PS5. I was playing it on that with my my TV, and I was just like, oh, damn, this looks so good. Like, the environments look amazing. Like, th- that's one of the things that I loved about Resident Evil, like, 7 was just, like, the tiny little details in, like, the house. But it's, like, that, but it's, like, a whole village, and you're seeing, like, little details in every house. And you're like, oh, man, I'm really bummed it's not in VR this time because i actually played like all of seven in vr as like that, the first way i experienced that game which was, that was so good that was a that was a wild feature video feature on gamesaw.com too that blew up man that was <laughs> it did, first yeah. i saw you did too oh damn damn shit that was in uh, 2017 yeah 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 that video did blow up that's like one of those videos that people are still like that was a good video i'm like damn i peaked I would not be at all surprised to see village come to vr when the psvr 2 headset or whatever it's going to be comes out so yeah uh yeah but yeah it's i would love to see that so the only thing i didn't like about the demo and i'm hoping they fix it uh for the full release is i thought the aiming actually felt really bad which is kind of a crucial part of resident evil right because it is the aiming (laughs) and it was one of those things where as i'm like it felt real like uh like sensitivity was too high and it was too floaty um and I didn't mess with the settings because there was like a time demo and I was like, oh, I just got to gotta keep going. Like, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep playing. I'll deal with it. But I, I was just sitting there and I was like, man, this just like does not feel right. And it's one of those things where you're thinking like, ah, maybe it's just me. Like, you know, it, uh, maybe I'm just tripping. Like, who knows? But uh, I immediately after the demo was over, loaded up seven, instantly felt better. Like felt like the the controls just felt so much smoother, and then you pull up a game like Resident Evil Two, and it's like, wow, that feels even better. So something's off. Uh, I was I was like googling it on like Reddit because I was like, did anyone else feel this way? Someone was recommending you have to like turn acceleration off, and apparently that like is way better. Um, mm. It's kind of weird that I I, I unfortunately didn't get to try it because it was like way after the demo finished. So I guess when that second demo comes out uh, this weekend, I'll like try that and see if I feel differently about it but uh yeah that was like the one thing that i was like mm, this doesn't feel good to shoot which is kind of a, a problem because it's resident evil and like the you combat such shit. a <laughs> yeah it's such a core part and they're putting like mercenaries in the game which i like love mercenaries and i'm so yes. excited about it but i'm like it needs to feel good if i'm if i'm gonna want to do that uh so hopefully that acceleration thing fixes it or they they patch that in because it uh it reminded me it this is a bad comparison because I feel like I'm gonna. This sounds way more <laughs> negative than I mean to be, but like it reminded me of launch Resident Evil Six, 
Um, mm. And wow. then it felt bad. <laughs> like, I don't know if, like, people remember, but, like, when Resident Evil 6 launched, like, people rip on that game for all sorts of reasons. But, like, I remember, like, playing it, and I was like, dude, these controls feel like garbage. And I was like, this is the people who made Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Like, what is this trash? And then eventually, like, in patches and, like, new ports and stuff like they've they've tweaked it so it actually like does that that no longer feels bad to play but i remember how how bad it felt when i first played it so this unfortunately kind of reminded me of that it's a little bit of a bummer but i'm still hopeful that they'll fix that out or maybe i could just tweak the settings and it'll be fine how's vampire lady uh she, she wasn't she wasn't in the demo uh so i didn't get to i didn't get to see anything <laughs> with her uh, a lot of lot of nasty werewolf boys. Um. So Resident Evil Five is like my favorite one, and <laughs> I love Five. Five's grid. So when you know, I didn't play the earlier Resident Evils till like way after I played Five, mm -hmm. um, and I struggled so hard using the controls in like the original games. But what I will say from what I watched from our playthrough of it was that it felt more like the originals visually. I don't know if that's because it was in a village again <laughs> or what, <laughs> but I was like, wow, this like kind of reminds me of when I was rolling through and Ben was like, hey, you can get that key down without dropping it in the well. And I immediately shot it and it fell in the well. And I was like, well, <laughs> there goes that. I was like, this totally <laughs> reminds me of this area. <laughs> So I was like, visually, it reminded me of the older Resident Evils, mm. like immediately. But I haven't like got my hands on it yet, so I wouldn't be able to speak to that. But it's interesting that you said that the older controls even felt better than this newer one. So yeah, I don't, I, it, it's weird. Just like I don't know for like playing because, like I said, I went back and immediately played Seven. I was like, yeah, this just feels better. So I'm not really sure what's mm -hmm. what exactly is going on with that because I assumed it would just feel the same as Seven. Um, like I said, hopefully, hopefully they iron that out. Uh, so the other game I've been playing is uh, Returnal. Uh, it's not out yet. It comes out, I think, in like a week or two. Um, but we we have uh, a little preview. We're able to talk about the first two two biomes of the game, um, which encompasses around like you know uh, the first like couple hours. Uh, so I don't know about you guys. I pretty much knew nothing about this game going in. I knew it was made yeah. by um, Mark, mm -hmm. who've made some like really excellent um, stuff for like PlayStation. They made like Resogun. Um, nice shoot 'em ups. Some, some nice, nice shoot 'em ups. Some nice shmups. Although they're they're not actually technically shmups, but yes, oh, they're, right. yeah, yeah. they're good <laughs> shoot 'em ups. Peter Brown would would smack you. Yeah, said, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I smacked him if you watched uh, if you watched uh, <laughs> GameSpot Extra Life twenty eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I felt really bad because he was my manager at the time too, and I was like, "Damn, sure. this might come Cheap. back to bite me." Cheap and unlock, <laughs> dude. That's the extra life. the The rules go out the window. It's like a you know, <laughs> ain't nobody nobody's manager. <laughs> what's What's the term? It's like um, uh, like when uh, like a evens the playing field. No, no, no. Like uh, when when you go to like like a waters that aren't owned by any borders, it's like that's what. Extra life. Oh, it's, uh, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's like um, we're all sovereign citizens. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> rules don't apply. Anything There's no can government happen. out here. Maritime laws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, I miss extra life. Hope we get to do a proper, a proper extra life sometime soon. Vax yeah, gang, you know the vibes. Mm -hmm. I, for real, I miss office so much. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, feel so disconnected from the team, man. Oh. <laughs> 
And crazy. But yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing Returnal, and like I said, I knew pretty much nothing about it. It is a like, it is just straight up a roguelike. Like it, it mm. is a high budget like triple A looking Hades or you know. Reminds me of Risk of Rain too. Risk of Rain Two is actually a very excellent example because Risk of Rain Two is is like third person and three D, um, which this is as well. But where Risk of Rain Two I think is kind of doing its own thing, where where you're like constantly um, kind of like recycling through waves of enemies and you're you're moving from like map to map and map. This is like, oh, this is just straight up like uh, traditional um, like a nuclear throne or like a, a rogue legacy where you go into a room have enemies, kill them, and then like, okay, I'm going to, there's a power up here that's randomly generated. I'm going to pick, I'm going to go through this door and then another room uh, is randomly yeah. generated. So like Hades, yeah. Yeah, so like Hades. And, but it's all this like gorgeous, like big budget, like Sony backed, like, you know, triple uh, A experience where um, you have, I mean, so the premise is basically the woman whose name uh, I admittedly do not recall at the moment. Um, but she crashes on this planet, basically finds out that she's been there before because she finds like a corpse of herself. And then it's Trippy. like, what is going on? And then every time you die, it just resets right back at the crash and then you keep going. So the 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 loop is is built into the narrative and there's like this mystery of like what's going on and why is she here that uh, I, at least so far, feels pretty compelling. It's like they're, they're seeding enough things in there where you're like, okay, like I want to keep going a little bit further to see what the deal is. Like they're getting like little like Kojima level trippy where like you'll find like her house and then you like go inside and it switches to like first person and it looks like PT for like a minute and you're like clicking on things and they're they're creeping in some like horror elements not full-on horror but just like like she opens up the window and there's like a dude in an astronaut suit like just staring at her and you're like God. that's like, a little creepy this about yeah no, there's some psychological thriller elements to it yeah right? yeah yeah that's yeah. a good that's a good term for it so like that stuff is like, oh, okay, like I want to know what's going on. So I'm like hooked onto that. Uh, but then it's just got like those really good roguelike hooks where, you know, you're uh, picking up both permanent power ups as well as temporary stuff. You'll, they, they work in like the fact that you're on this alien planet. So for example, you'll get like, a, you'll pick up like parasites that'll attach themselves to your arm and they like work with your suit. So they'll give you a positive and a negative attribute. So it's like, hey, this parasite, uh, the one I picked up uh, made it so that if my health ever got way too low, it would auto refill my health back up to like a certain point, um, which is super, super clutch. But then the trade-off was uh, my dash and my melee took longer uh, to cool down. So I had mm. to be more careful. I couldn't just like rapid use my dash anymore. So they have like interesting trade-offs like that. And then the enemies are just like, straight up like bullet hell style like near automata just like here are the the flying bullets Ooh. patterns like you're and you're Michael just going around <laughs> excuse you <laughs> uh but you have like a gu- you have like a gun and you're as you go you're picking up different weapons and you're you're making it, it's the the classic rogue like you're constantly making trade-off decisions like do i want to pick up this gun or do i want to keep going uh should i spend my money on this upgrade I might get something good. I might get something bad, like random draw. I I really like it so far. It's it's a, a. really good good roguelike. Um, and I I'm curious to see what the reception is because I feel like they're just 
outside of like it, you know it's it's been a big thing sony's been showing it on their um i think they had it like the ps5 reveal and and some of their state of play stuff but i feel like for the most part this game's kind of been flying under the radar like not too many people have talked about it so i'm curious what the reception is but I think people who got like really into games like Hades and, and Rogue Legacy and Nuclear Throne like mechanically are probably going to have a really, really good time with this game. It, it's scratching all those itches. And Does it utilize the, uh, what's it called? The dual sense for mm-hmm. anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, uh, it uses the adaptive triggers. When you hold down the left trigger, if you um, just feather it a little bit, you'll aim and you'll do your basic shot. And if you hold it down, you'll switch to an alternate fire on your weapon. Uh, so oh, that's really like, cool. Oh, that's really that's kind cool. Of a, that sounds like kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. And like the alternate fire will change depending on the weapon you get, um, or it's randomized. So one of them was like, oh, I can lob a grenade, or I can like shoot like a lightning uh, bolt for like a certain period of time. Or I had this like weird, I don't know, it was like alien tentacle goo that would like hit people. Gross. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of... They're definitely going for that, like, H.R. Giger kind of gross mm-hmm. um, alien environment oh, stuff. Although yeah. not explicitly in a way that's, like... Like, some things are like, oh, okay, you guys watched Aliens and you're explicitly copying it. But, like, a little more a little more subtle, I would say. Um, and also the environments do change. Like, the first environment is very much, like, alien wet forest. But then the second environment is, like, this super um, like bright red desert that you're going through these alien runes of um Mm -hmm. and yeah so like already like the environmental mix is good oh also they got this cool online feature where uh it's like dark souls you'll you'll find like people who've died uh when you're playing online and it's like you can like see their death but when you activate it it's like hey do you want to like avenge this person and if you like yeah i want to avenge him and then whatever killed them will spawn into your game and you have to kill it um Mm -hmm. Which is how I, I actually died last night because I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I could take this on. And then this like giant tentacle, like it's like a a weird metal box with just like tentacles coming out of it, and it was like fifty feet tall and just like spawned. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's why the dude died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I it had all makes sense now. A Aww. good run going too, and I probably could have kept going. And I was like, oh, I made a mistake. I should have done this. Like, I, the second I spawned, I knew I was like. Oh, I should have just kept going. I shouldn't have tried to <laughs> try to avenge them, but eh, that's what happens. Uh, so yeah, I so far I'm extremely impressed. I I think it's great. If you like roguelikes, uh, I definitely think it's worth uh, checking out. If you have a PS5, what what was one of the games you compared it to? Uh, uh, Hades, roguelike. Hades nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Look, Sam's <laughs> not here. I thought we were gonna. <laughs> Be, get away from this. Ham's inside me. Not, not physically. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> really weird. Spiritually. Uh, he's going to talk to me about that. All right. Anyway, Michael Hyam. <laughs> what have you been playing? Oh, all right. From jokes to sadness. Let me tell you about Near Replicant. Uh, last week, I was talking a little bit about my preview for Near Replicant. Um, review embargo is up. The day after this recording, but since y'all listened to it on a Friday, the review would have been live for a day at this point, and Near Replicant fucked me up, man. Like, <laughs> Wouldn't want it any other way. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, how do I say this? Uh, your boys have been going through some shit, and Near is a game that, if you're going through some shit, it might uh, be 
the game that you don't want to play or the perfect game. Uh, depends on uh, how you uh, how you cope with sadness. For me, I like to just like yo fuck me up. Just like it's cathartic to me to just like feel like if I'm if I feel like I'm going through some shit, I just want to like get like I listen to sad music when I when I'm sad because it's cathartic to me, and I think that. I've also come to find games that I also find kind of sad, but all like uh, uplifting at the same time because it's like you can't just have like straight up sadness and darkness the entire time. Like there has to be a purpose that you earn through it. A lot of people go through shit in in near and like yo, <laughs> fuck man. Like I'm I'm excited to see what people think of the story in Near Replicant. Because, like, obviously everyone loves Near Automata and it has, like, such a tremendous following. But not many people played the original Near, And I'd only picked up the original, like, yo, Near Automata is, like, one of my favorite games of all time. And I only picked up the original Near because Tam bought it for me earlier this year. And I was, like, like it's gameplay-wise, Near is extremely dated. And near, so the thing with Near Replicant is that it revamps the combat system, so it plays like a platinum game. But structurally, like the quest structure and the level level design has not changed at all. So it, it's like kind of this uncanny valley where you have a really really good combat system, but the the levels are like the 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 the, the, the encounter design and some of the like the things that you have to do in the game are very much what the original ps3 and xbox 360 game was mm. so it does feel mm. a little bit weird to play i enjoy it i don't i like i kind of i recognize how it's antiquated and it's kind of it, it is antiquated in that way but for me it's it's good enough to play i enjoy playing it but I also say in my review that the gameplay is in service of its story. And that's honestly, if you're playing a near game or if you're playing a game like this, that's what you're here for. And I said, I opened up my review saying that near auto, near auto, near automata is about, about androids kind of finding their humanity. Whereas near replicant is a like people trying to hold on to whatever humanity they have left. And I think it's a really good contrast between what we know near Automata to be. And a lot of people might be surprised by what near replicant represents. It's really endearing and it's very character focused uh, because like you have in Automata, you have nine S to be and eventually a two, and you kind of don't necessarily have a connection with them until late in the game, because that's how they come to understand themselves for near replicant. You play a character who's doing his, doing every anything he possibly can to save his sister, and then he meets uh, characters like Kaine and Emil, who are also like extremely different from one another, but they're all kind of like fighting the same battle in a way. Like Emil and Kaine are some of my favorite characters of all time, and they've been through some fucking shit. It's really traumatizing, or their stories are very traumatizing. But I think a lot of people are gonna identify with those sorts of things. Like, I there there's. It's hard not to talk about without spoiling it, but I will say that Emil and Kaine, I think, are like some of my favorite characters of all time. Especially Emil, like, yo, fuck. Ah, there's this moment in there's this moment in halfway through the game that Emil goes through, and I remember playing it on stream with the original Nier, and like I was like fucking balling alive on stream. I don't give a fuck, man, because it has a lot to do with how people struggle with identity. It's really earnest. Uh, which is like it surprised me like there's, here's this Japanese game from a long time ago and like you've had games like Persona 4 Golden try to tackle those sorts of themes and like fumble them in really critical ways as much as I love that game 
whereas the original near hit hit those notes so so subtly but also just like so effectively as well and like i people are gonna get that now because the original near like i don't i don't know if many people would want to go back to that to that game but here's this new release where it captures everything that the original game was and i'm excited to see what people think of that and like that shit fucked me up dog like i'm not i'm gonna lie <laughs> and the thing is like that world is so so it's intense with just grief and it's sad and it feels it feels sad to be there but there's something that always drives you and it's the like the, the people around you that keep driving you, you want to uncover the mystery but in as you try to save your sister you learn more about the book the floating book grimoire vice who is just like the silly he 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 acts like he hates everyone but deep down inside he 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 knows he loves everyone it's and <laughs> the thing about uh, grimoire vice who's the floating book i think that he is adorable he's like an old liam o'brien if you all know liam o'brien he voices grimoire vice and he's like this old british man who just like hates everyone <laughs> But by the by the end, he like that that kind of trope flips flips around, and I don't say this. I don't know who says this about a floating talking book, but Grimoire Vice is so fucking adorable because of the animations, <laughs> the animations of like, the way the book floats and opens his pages while he talks, and like his mannerisms. There's there's so many subtleties in the animation of Grimoire Vice that speaks so much to the character, and there. Uh, there's this oh my god the ending to this the multiple endings to this fucking game oh my god dude uh it's 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 a lot it's intense and i want to i want to like reach out to people and be like you know the gameplay stuff might wear you down but to earn the extra endings because you know how near it is there's route they're not i wouldn't call them endings they're more like routes so there's route a and then there's route b and then the third time you go through it you have c and d endings and then um there's an extra there's an extra route that you can unlock i'm not gonna say how uh folks will probably find out eventually but uh because you, you know how yoko taro does if you're familiar with his work if you're, if you're familiar with your automata you know what i'm talking about and there's an extra there's an extra like two hour scenario that's not in the original game mm. and i played through it recently like right before i started writing my review i was like i have to see this final ending and it's um it's a lot man it's a lot, especially if you uh, if you got any love for Automata, like yo, New Replicant's gonna fuck you up. It's because uh, it's so different. It's so different. Uh, like when I went into the original Nier, I was expecting to see like the seeds of what Automata eventually became. But Nier is very the original one is very much its own thing, even though it shares a lot of the same themes, a lot of the same characters. And I remember a lot from Nier Automata from like the logs and the things that you learn about that world. And then I'm seeing it in in the original near and it's a lot of it is is clicking and it's this really weird revelatory thing to kind of see the things that i thought i knew about in automata but like watching the how the origins of it unfold in this new game it's uh it's it's a very powerful thing at least to, to me it is um yeah it's uh i didn't expect it to be so character focused but yo like kaine and emil is Emil's like one of my favorite characters of all time. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm I feel like I say that often, but <laughs> you, Michael, I, never. <laughs> <laughs> but like I know, I know a good character when I see one, and I think that I've said this on the last episodes. I'm very deliberate with how I spend time with games. I only spend time with games that I know that are going to pay off to me. So I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna play the original Nier. Like 
if I don't like it, at least I know where the origins of Automata came from. But I didn't know that they went that hard on the original in the original game. Like Emil is he's such a sweetheart. And the voice actor Julianne Taylor does such an incredible job of portraying such wholesomeness and like the power of friendship, bro. Like, shit, you know me, it's like the power of friendship. Yo, any game that, that does a power of friendship in like the best way possible, Nier is one of those games. And it's, I don't know, man, like just come on, y'all just play this shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'll never forget it. It's, un, it's, it's unforgettable cast of characters they're so well done they're so different the voice performances laura bailey liam o'brien and julianne taylor are oh my god yo this that is some good talent that is some yeah. good talent <laughs> oh my god Dude. and i think i think a lot of people will uh, get something out of it because it has a lot to say about like here's this world full of uh mysterious thing science and magic powers and whatever the fuck the end of dragon guard one all of a sudden became near and like what the fuck does that mean there's a lot of there's a lot of that and that's that stuff is fascinating but at its heart near is a very human game and i think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to it dude this is like it's probably my most anticipated game of the mm-hmm. of the year because like <laughs> I'm, i mean i'm with you like i fucking like near automata is like top top shit right like that that game is so good and it like like I am, I'm ready for this game to just absolutely destroy me, you know, in the same way that like, and it's like, I'm like, there's that part of me that's like, ah, you know, like kind of like what you're saying, like, oh, I know what to expect. Like I played, I played, you know, uh, Automata and like that game, you know, threw me off guard, but this time I'm ready, Yoko Taro. Like I know what's up, but it's like, no, I probably No, don't. you're not. I, I super don't. Uh-huh. I'm sure nope. I don't. Like, I think I've even like, like, I'm pretty sure I like watched a video that like, actually talked about it and like said some of the the story beats but like i had like no context for any of it and i like forget half of that video and i'm like so i'm just like i'm ready i'm ready for you to like fuck me (laughs) me up up, fam fuck me up i like i will reiterate that the game can be very tedious from a gameplay standpoint like the, the some of the boss battles are really really good but the the things like the 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 level at which you need to repeat content in order to see everything uh can be a little can wear you down but if you ever if you, if you get to that point, please just push through it. It's worth it. Uh, it's easily one of the biggest flaws of the game, but like I accept that and I recognize that and I say as much in my review, but man, the payoff is payoff is incredible and the fucking soundtrack. Oh my God. Like, dude, like the soundtrack is the one, the thing that seals it all. Like that's, that's kind of, it's kind of like the the thing that holds it all together uh, because even when nothing is necessarily happening in the story, the soundtrack, the music is kind of telling you how you're supposed to be feeling in that moment. Uh, and there's just like some incredible tracks that you can listen on your own. And there are some tracks that are very indicative of the moments that are also part of kind of how they personify the certain characters in the game, especially with Kaine and Emil. And there are some songs that if you are really, really into Nier Automata, when you make the connection Ooh. between certain songs that are in this game and the, some of the songs that are in Automata, that Ooh. will fuck you up as well. Because, I mean, I say that Nier, uh, Nier Replicate and Nier Automata are, are quite different from each other, but of course, they're them being so closely connected, there are very strong threads between the two, and one of them is a lot of the music and when you when you realize that like it'll hit you out of nowhere because god damn it man like 
I, I, man, Yoko Taro, Keiichi Yokobe, I, I hate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm talking to Yoko Taro next week, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> you know, I'm, the first thing I'm gonna ask him is like, hey, you think you think it's cool to make me cry? <laughs> Do you think it's cool? Tell me. I'm gonna actually try with this one, Michael. There, there is just like a running theme where every game that like Michael talks about, I'm like, man, this sounds exactly up my alley. Yakuza, Persona, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14. And then Michael is like, yeah, it's just like 120 hours of Extremely Good. I'm like, that is way too long for a game. So I end how, up not playing yeah. them. How many hours but, have you put into Apex? I want to like check your um, check your little... Uh, look, your, look, your, your, I only have to play Apex for like Zing. 30... <laughs> That's true, too. That's, that's, you know what? You got me. It's fair. But I'm going to try with this one. I'm going to try to get through. It's it's funny yeah. because I think this is the one that will they'll have most people drop off because of how yeah. repetitive it can get. Yes, but you told me that it's only like 40 hours, which I'm like, I can do that. I can yeah. get through 40 hours. I, I got through Assassin's Creed Valhalla in like five days. I, I, can, I can get through near replicate <laughs> that's that's true too like jordan jordan's a workhorse when it comes to like when you review shit like you don't fuck around man <laughs> yeah, i have a uh, uh, uh shin megami tensei 3 nocturne also on here but i'm still very early on it i don't have okay. much to say other than that it's uh that's uh it's smt3 that that's another one that i'm i'm so curious to play because i've never played uh smt3 but it's like that's like the one that people are always like dude like if you got to play an smt game like this is the that's one the like one, this right, is yeah. the, this is the big one and uh, yeah it's really good yeah like, someone who loves persona and even like older personas like i played like persona 2 and 1 which are have more of those smt roots like uh it feels like it's up my alley so yeah smt3 no is really cool you guys are talking about at all <laughs> like <laughs> oh shit what is this game what oh tensei yeah <laughs> so uh, shin Megami tensei is a the original it's like the uh, Jean Luc, you're 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 probably just as familiar as I am with sure. SMT. Yeah, I mean, like SMT is, is like the how would I describe it source it's, material of like Persona was a spinoff of SMT. Yeah, SMT is okay. like the weird like goth middle goth child, RPG, like yeah. goth RPG. Like everyone's like, I'm here playing Final Fantasy, and then like SMT's over here like summoning demons and shit, demons like in their devil basement. shit. You know the fucking vibes, making <laughs> <blood laughs> with each other. Vibes. You like Loki, you like fucking, you like, uh, what's what's another, Lucifer? This is your gang right here, you know what I'm saying? It's so like, like kind of, it's very metal. Yeah, it's extremely metal. And like those older games are like hella dark and like touch on some like real serious like demonic subject matter. Um, yeah. And the Persona games are like a spinoff of that. And you know, uh, the, the later Persona games got way more like kind of like poppy and fun. And I mean, I love those games, but like there's always like this, this is weird resentment that like older SMT fans have for like modern Persona fans because they're like, "Fuck y'all fools and your weird cotton candy bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck y'all," but SMT's fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can't we just have? Can we have both? Yeah. Can't we just all love each other? Um, like, I want J-pop and J-rock, but I also want uh, like I'm down with Lucifer and shit. Like, come on, let's get it. But uh, but SM SMT three Nocturne is like the the big one that like everyone always points to is like if you were to play an smt game like this is the one it, it's uh uh it's the one that the uh featuring dante from devil may cry meme comes from like that's ah. that's smt3 <laughs> they had like a crossover um shout out to the playstation blog who uh remastered <laughs> that uh sticker that I sticker in like hd <laughs> which i Bless them for that. Yeah, uh, like damn. I wonder how 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 much uh, Capcom had to get involved with that. 
<laughs> yeah, so they uh uh he he was like a special uh I forget if it was just the English version or if it was in both, but yeah, he was like a a special fight that they added into SMT3 and he he's in the remastered version as well. So, um it's like Devil May Cry 2 Devil May Cry, so it's like the the Dante no one cares about, which is like weird <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, like it, it's got that demon shit. It's got like all the, all the personas from like Persona Three and Persona Four are the demons from the SMT games. Like yeah. that's like sort of like the crossover, uh, kind of like how that's um, cool. Like uh, every Final Fantasy game has like the you know the summons and stuff that are like oh these all carry over from each game. Like like Jack Frost is like you know he's in every every SMT game or you know Lucifer Mara. Uh, Mara, shouts out to Mara. Shouts out to Mara. Fucking big ass dick. <laughs> it's a demon that's just a big ass dick <laughs> on a chariot, oh. on a on a like a yeah on a wagon, go, on like a golden wagon chariot. Damn, uh, it's the visuals. The visuals. <laughs> yeah. It's something. Um, but yeah, I've I've never I've I've never played I've never played it, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to to seeing what it's all about. It's uh, it has voice acting now, which I think is really good. Oh, good, really cool. That's that's good to hear. Because the original did not have any voice acting, but the sound quality of the music is exactly as you remember from the PS2 days. So there's this really wild, uncanny valley between oh, this has like high quality voice acting, and also has the sound quality. This shit is, sounds like it's playing in like 96 kilobytes. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on here? It's really weird. Like it's fine because like the game is still good, but like, oh, man. Did they just what are not, we doing here? Did they not have like <laughs> access to the masters anymore? I don't. Like, I guess not. Like shit. <laughs> HD remastered everything except for the, how it sounds. What the fuck? Should we update uh, the music? Nah, it's fine. It's like nah, just <laughs> ship it. It's uh, I don't know. It, it's still that game, so it's still good. It's just you kind of maybe wanted a little bit more from an HD remaster, at least so far. But I'm just playing it. I'm enjoying it. Hell yeah. Well, all right, then. I think we're going to move on over to topics. All right, we're going to keep this brief because uh, we actually got to get out of here somewhat soon. Um, but there's only really one big thing to talk about, uh, and that is the fact that Sony uh, backpedaling on the uh, store shutdown for the PS3 and Vita uh i gotta be honest i wasn't expecting this at all i figured like they were just gonna stick to their guns on that one uh and yeah i mean it's a pretty short blog there's like not much to say about it on their end there was like a a thing from jim ryan who's the president ceo ceo of sony interactive entertainment who just said uh recently we notified players that the playstation store for ps3 and ps vita devices was planning to end this summer upon further reflection it's clear we made the wrong decision here so today i'm happy to say that we'll be keeping the playstation store operational for ps3 and ps vita devices however the psp uh, commerce functionality will retire on uh, july 2nd 2021 as planned all i can say to that is uh I'm glad I didn't go fucking buck wild and buy all those PS3 games. Like literally, I was on vacation last week. I um I made like a list of like every PS3 game and every Vita game I wanted to buy, and I was like, all right, time to start spending some money. <laughs> uh, and and I I bought a couple things, but I like was like, oh, I should, you know, uh, pace myself. Uh, I got a few months still before you know I don't want to blow all my paycheck in one go. And now I'm like, whoo, dodged a fucking bullet on that one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. This is surprising because of the way like Sony's probably like, yeah, we're gonna do this shit. And we don't give a fuck what anyone says. Uh, but I mean, like, 
I, yo, I still use the PS3 store and Vita store. Like, yo, don't do this now or ever. Like, damn. I, I played SMT3, the original, because I bought it on PS3 on yeah. the digital store like three years ago. I remember my 28th, 28th birthday party. I was sitting in my living room swigging a bottle of Hennessy playing Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne mm. on my PS3, motherfucker. So don't shut that shit down. And then um, even recently, well, when I was going to PAX 2019 West or 2020 East or whatever the fuck, last time we was able to go out and about. <laughs> I was playing Persona 2 Innocent Sin because I bought it mm-hmm. on Vita. That was a PSP version, but I bought it on Vita uh, that year. There's a lot of good shit that you can't shut down, dog. Like, come on, dog. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Although, let's, I, I think we have to, like, also just talk about the fact, like, I think the only thing that PlayStation has really learned from this is that we were too loud in shut, trying to shut down these stores. we got to be... <laughs> more quiet and sneaky about this in the wow, future like wow I, you're not wrong there, there's there's no way that they don't try to shut down the vita and ps3 store again before the playstation 6 comes out like in the next like three to five years they try to do this again yeah. there's I, I don't think they just leave them open for forever right. but this it's also is... like if you're gonna do that you gotta have recourse like Okay, this you're gonna be able to. We're gonna give you access to these games. They're gonna work on the new platforms. Or yeah, whatever the fuck. exactly. <laughs> well, basically, what Xbox is doing, where it's like the yeah. Xbox One marketplace just transitioned into the Series X like marketplace. Yeah. Sony just doesn't have something like that no, set up, like, so they have to they set got... something like that up. Like all their play, all their Playstations use different online marketplaces. Exactly, like it's not yeah. connected. So yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny you bring that up. Yeah. It, it's like you they they have like PS Now, which a lot of PS3 games do exist on that. But I mean, one, it's a streaming service, so you're not actually owning the game or even playing it like on your platform. You're you're streaming it, so that, that so causes... some of you can you can download locally, but not a, not not, not all of them. And I, and I don't yeah. know if you can do that with a lot of the PS3 games. But even right. then, yeah, yeah. I was checking it. They don't even have every. They have most of them, like most of the big ones, but they don't have everything. For example. They nope. do not have Ratchet and Clank: Tools of Destruction, the the first Wait, of the future really? trilogy. It was not on PS Now. I checked. I, it's a Ratchet and Clank game. I know. Like, and admittedly, I was like, not the biggest franchise in the world, but like still I'm pretty like, first significant. Party. First party yeah. Sony. Like, and and I was, <laughs> and maybe I'm wrong. If someone wants to prove me, I'm wrong. But like, well, I was checking because I, I specifically was looking through and seeing like, okay, what do they have? And I was looking through, and they had all the other Ratchet and Clanks. They had Crack and Time. They had uh, Quest for Booty one for all into the nexus they didn't have tools of destruction and i was like what the heck why don't they have tools of destruction on here i think they only had resistance three they didn't have resistance one and two which i mean like look i'm not saying those games are like fantastic and everyone should go back and replay them you know resistance one was like a launch game for the ps3 and you know all right back then but kind of rough now but like you still need a way to to keep that shit alive you know like to preserve that history uh for those games so I'm glad that stuff still exists for now, but I'm with you, Jordan. Like, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time, man. Hopefully, like, <laughs> Sony comes up with a solution before that next time comes up, and they're like, nice. "Oh, and we found a way to port most, if not all, of the PlayStation Three titles to the store that the PlayStation Five uses." And we're gonna just follow Xbox's lead and just be like, "We're just gonna continually update this one marketplace and use it for all our consoles from." here on out and i i'm not quite sure how you save the vita that might just be a Rip. net loss that they have to 
take, but she's got to make another we'll Vita. <laughs> Yo, Vita Classic. <laughs> Vita Classic. <laughs> Same shit, but like I don't know. It just looks it's... like a PlayStation branded Switch or something like that. Yo, Vita's fire, man. Fuck. Vita, is, dude. I wonder if PlayStation ever looks at the Switch and they're like, "What the fuck? Why is this doing so well?" We have this, <laughs> like <laughs> market that thing, man. I, dude, I love the Vita. I have a Vita. I love the Vita. It is a, such a good like device like the actual like making quality of that thing is like yeah. so good it had good and games like gravity rush and stuff like that like oh gravity there were rush some is, good games yeah. and i think either. sony just didn't Persona know what to Golden. do with it i don't think they knew what to do with that thing like the the hardware team came out and they said like look at this thing it's fire and they're like uh i don't know like i feel like Persona, a lot of the first and then like uh, like i, think, I feel just, like a, yeah a lot of the first party stuff was like let's recreate console games on this we'll put uncharted on it but that's like but it won't be not... the uncharted on the playstation console will be a new handheld like yeah yeah and it tries to be a console game but it's like, like i don't yeah. I, nintendo's just like look handheld and home console all in one and yeah. like wow like they needed to lean into the to their their market because like all the visual novel people came in and said like dude oh, yeah. let's show you what's up like we'll put that we'll put you know Rampa, we're gonna put it on there all this like anime bullshit we're gonna put it on there like somebody should have yeah. just really leaned into that. I'm just saying that. if they had found a way to put Bloodborne on PlayStation Vita, like, <laughs> wow wow that oof, that is that would be I can't even imagine the frame rate on that. <laughs> it could be it could be the 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 y'all been keeping up with the Bloodborne PS1 remake that uh, a oh, fan has been creating. Yeah. Get that on Vita, Put bro. That on Vita. That shit. Mm, you sell mad Vitas <laughs> at that point. What if what if they made a Vita 2 and they're like Bloodborne 2 exclusively on Vita 2? People would buy. Yeah. People would buy it. Too. That's like, how you do you it. Push. That's like how you push everyone units. Everyone who's like a PlayStation fan and loves their first party titles wants <laughs> Bloodborne 2. Like if you want to sell a system, that's how you do it. <laughs> Tam's gonna be like first in line. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah he he's will. like, I'll buy ten. <laughs> <laughs> Hand them out to people. Make sure everyone gets a chance. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to a few listener questions. We're gonna keep this pretty quick, so we're probably only not gonna get through everything, but we'll save them for next time. Uh, if I want to you... do, I want to do the one from Maria. You want to do the one from yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If you have any particular ones you want to do. Uh, So yeah, if you, if you want to do uh, send your own listener question, you can hit us up at after dark podcast at redventures.com or you can join our lovely discord where all of these questions this week are from just hit up uh, me or Lucy on uh, Twitter and we will get you in there. Um, All right. So, uh michael why don't you read uh maria's question oh shit i know he's going first but hey shouts out to maria a serious business that's that's the homegirl right there uh let's see you're throwing a potluck party and can invite three video game characters who will choose a food dish from their game universe who do you invite and what food do they bring Ooh. um oh my god (laughs) this is this is this is a heavy question it is uh, because you have to be characters that you would get along with characters right. that would get along with each other and not try to kill each other uh-huh. characters that point. come from worlds that have good food and it and has to be food that actually like goes together like there's right. there's layers yeah. to this question <laughs> this this question is a lot is heavy uh fuck i would uh mina from battle chef brigade oh that's she, a good one that's she a can solid pull yeah yeah that, that's the first thing that came to mind for me i don't remember what they, they cook some nasty shit over there 
But hey, girl, match three, I'll eat it. I don't care. She's she's the one. Oh, uh, me, I love her. Yo, Mina, she's dope. Uh, Cooking Mama. Uh, I I don't know. I I think Cooking Mama is you know, I I, I like her. I think she's very attractive, and I would wife her up. But um, what? What, was she, what, was she, <laughs> what? No, you do not get to gloss past that. <laughs> and uh, she would bring like I feel like cooking. To, wait, let me let me look this up real quick. Uh, cooking Mama, Cooking Mama. Judgmental uh, cooking I'm, mama, like, oh, you <laughs> almost did so well. You got 98% right. It's like, shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> that I feel cooking like, mama. <laughs> I feel like cooking mama can cook, like, uh, fire Filipino food. So, or at least she can bring curry. At least. There you go. So, <laughs> cooking mama can bring curry. And, um, shit, who else can cook? Who's, uh, I would want uh, Kiryu, Cosmo Kiryu to bring ramen because he used to work at a ramen stand in Yakuza 5. Oh. So, he knows how to make them. He did. It's true. Yeah. There you go. That's my answers. <laughs> Jordan, what about you? Goodness. I hadn't thought of Mina. And now that Michael has said Mina, I kind of feel like I also have to say the fact that she can somehow make somewhat delicious food out of like nasty monster creatures somehow, some way. I'm like, yeah, she could probably turn anything good. So I can invite almost anyone to come along with Mina and she can make the entire dinner tastes good okay so i have to do her i gotta, I gotta, have, mina. I gotta have mina in there mm-hmm. mm, the game's not out yet so i'm cheating with this but there's a game coming to xbox this august called soup pot and it stars someone who lives in the philippines who's stuck inside during covid uh, hey, and let's uh, go. they spend their time uh passing the time by ordering ingredients and learning how to cook uh filipino food uh, and stuff like that and streaming it to their family so instead of you getting a grade like oh you did good job it's like your aunties and uncles being like hell yeah yo, that's yo. like way too much salt what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> nothing <laughs> is more fire than 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 my auntie's dina guan like let's fucking oh my what's this game called jordan what's this called Soup it's coming to xbox and a uh, pc in august what's it was it, it was one of the soup pot soup uh, it was uh one of those games hidden in the four hour id at xbox live stream that uh, oh, Xbox rip. had. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think. Uh, oh shit! I I know one of the developers who worked on this game. She's dope. Yo, super hey, shout out to super hey. <laughs> Let's fucking go, baby. So yeah, uh, I bring along that protagonist character. Um, they can work with Mina. Get some good Filipino food in there. And then, oh, shit. I'll, I'll, shit, I'll cook you Filipino food, Jordan. Let's go. Oh, I would love that. I've yeah. been getting like fast food takeout like all this week and I feel like a slob. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cook you something nice, dog. I got you, baby. Um, I am going to... You know what? I it's gonna. This is like a weird pull, but I have like the sinking suspicion that Ramia Parak Rampart in Apex Legends would be like a really cool person to hang out with and she would probably actually like bring some pretty good uh Indian food to the table. Ooh, I'm kind okay. of like here for that. So okay. yeah, I'm going to awesome. say those three characters. <laughs> <laughs> this is right. a tough question. It like, is a tough question. It's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, 
Definitely on the Hit Up Lifeline, and I'm going to be like, yo, bring those cookies, girl. It's good. (laughs) Wait, Lifeline from Apex? Yes. Yo, she can come through with the wild beef patties, too. (laughs) Oh, my God, yo. Like, she's got to be there. She's got to be there. And the Um, curry goat? Yo, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Shouts out to all Jamaicans out there. (laughs) Hmm. Um, I'm like, who else character-wise do I know that cooks... Like a specialty dish, you know. I was trying like, to think of all the like, <laughs> like Mirage makes that pork chops, that but have like a mission where it's like, oh, you have to go somewhere to get the food to bring it back to like the oh, yeah. chef to make food for the rest of everyone in your party. I'm like, I can't remember any of the cooks' names. <laughs> not Mass Effect, not Dragon Age, not anything. Um. Okay. So this one is basically gonna be like super horrible, and no, and I doubt anyone's gonna even gonna remember this game because it was an old like educational um, jumpstart game where you were friends, like you were this girl, and then in your big crazy house you had all this robot crew. So I would invite the robot crew because they had a kitchen staff <laughs> from the robot crew <laughs> and you would go in there and they would teach you like measurements and stuff. That was the educational part. Like you go in the kitchen, all these ingredients come down the line and you gotta get the right measurements and you gotta make the stuff. <laughs> and then I'm inviting the whole crew. They were cool. The girl who lived there, she was a menace. So, you know, they deserve a, a day out. They could come to the cookout and chill. They could bring the cakes. Um, man, I got a lot of pastries at my good cup. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> just going straight to dessert. <laughs> I respect it. If it's a group cookout, then, you know, my, my squad's got the, the sweets on lock. <laughs> um, so El Forte is a chef, but he's a horrible chef. But I feel like, you know, I can't just leave out my, you know, Mexican homie like that. I still got to invite him. He's, yeah, he's on his way up. He's trying to learn how to be a better chef. You know, you got to respect the grind. You know, yeah. you got to support your friends when they're at the bottom. Yeah. So when they're, when they're at the top. Yeah. We're you know, good. If, if, he, if, he bring, if he bring like the wild, like if you fuck up his uh, like carne asada, like you can have him be like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's good, dog. Oh, you know I appreciate the effort. Hey, yeah, I feel like he would be good company. And, you know, if it's a cookout <laughs> in the backyard, we could have some backyard wrestling while we're at it. It's, it's oh, a win hey. <laughs> Dang, y'all trying to exercise after you game. <laughs> I'm about to pass out. So Yo. for mine, I was thinking I would bring uh, Sojiro. Sojiro's going to bring his curry yeah. and some Hell coffee yeah. for everyone. Yeah. You know, enjoy after Wait, the curry meal. and coffee? You're yeah, going to have spicy curry and yeah. coffee. Dude, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Word on the street is that's that's a fire combo. Yeah, it'll be a fire combo when it's coming out for sure. <laughs> 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 uh, then I was going to, I was going to, because uh, we're probably going to do it outside. So I figured we'll bring Link from Breath of the Wild in. I mean, that dude can make. Oh Anything. my god, that's such a good pull. Yeah. yeah, like you got so many options. I've been looking at all his stuff and I was like, oh man, these like even dubious food dubious dishes, man. You, know? you could do dubious food. I was like, <laughs> vegetable risotto, the carrot stew, like, oh, there's so many options. So that's probably... how you got the guardian key, so you mm-hmm. can uh you can uh, mount a guardian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As another wild throwback, R.I.P. Rob Hammond. You just destroyed someone. Someone's gonna go <laughs> look that up. <laughs> uh and then I I figured um uh I was going to invite Tally, and she was going to bring the tequila. 
for drinks. Oh shit, that's right, yo. Tally, Tally knows how to make a, a fine tequila drink. Yeah, yo, oh, Tally knows how to turn up. Did she get like hella faded in the Citadel DLC or some shit? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> is that a spoiler at this point? Because rematch. She's an emergency induction port. Multiple times in in three, but in oh. in the the Citadel DLC in particular, she gets like progressively more drunk. Yeah, it's gonna be so hard to not just... post a bunch of like images and gifts from Mass Effect when Legendary Edition yeah. comes out because you know a bunch of people are gonna be playing that game for the it's first so time. Cute. I know. Like, it's like, man, <laughs> fuck. like we've been talking about this shit for the past ten years now. Like, <laughs> it's like you've had years. your chance. Yeah. <laughs> that's just hella funny. Yeah. That's that's good. That's a good call though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, I like that question because we got we got a nice variety here. We got a lot of a lot of ethnic dishes that we can bring to the table. <laughs> you know, vibes. Uh, well, unfortunately, I think we're, we're going to have to call it there. Uh, we'll, like I said, we'll save the rest of the questions for later. But thank you, everyone. We submitted them. Keep submitting the questions. We do love it. Like I said, you can do that at After Dark Podcast at RedVentures.com, or you can join our lovely Discord uh, and submit them as well. Um, and that's going to do it for this episode, episode 90 of After Dark. We're, we're so close to 100, guys. Just Dang. a couple more weeks. <laughs> I remember when Jake first pitched this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember when we used to recruit, record it in a studio, like oh, a okay. real ass studio. So this is going to be a total side note, and I know we weren't going to do another question, but <laughs> this question, though, is so Persia, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, is All it right. the 420 question? Yeah. The 420 question? Let's get it. Let's, okay, this, okay. This could be good. This is from good, yeah. uh, Jacob McCourt, who, uh, like Maria, is also one of our um, mods over on the Discord channel. In honor of 420, I need to know what you would name your video game-inspired cannabis brand <laughs> everyone go around quickly what's your can i don't okay yeah. i only wanted to do this one because in the midst of our conversation today the best name ever popped into my mind so if you guys don't want to submit one afterwards i understand but okay. the greatest video game related cannabis brand would definitely be called gas effect come wine hey smoking oh, smoking on that gas all right i was just thinking that i'm like you know mass effect would be pretty good but it's too easy because you're just then using the game title exactly. it has to be changed to something ah oh, so, fuck man. all right in Damn. scene thank you for letting me know <laughs> like, like i just want to drop my answer we can exit like, now <laughs> it popped up as we were discussing i was like it's, it's too good shit man See the wheels turning I, for Michael. He's thinking. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. I don't know, man. Fuck. This too. This is the, when you put him put me on the spot. Like then, I then I can't come up with nothing. But you know, your your boy be uh, smoking on that dank drill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I some, yo, I got like wild pre rolls and yo pre yo. I thought I thought. I thought you could like you you could do a pre roll by by yourself. Yo, I did that shit. Like I was, there's like a field out here by my place. I was like, yeah, I'll smoke this pre roll. I'm feeling some type of way. Yo, I, I was like halfway through it, like I got lost. I got, I got lost in the sauce. I was like, "Yo, bless, p- pick me up, man." I didn't, even, I didn't, I didn't even call him. Like I was just on my phone. I thought I was talking to somebody. I was like, "Hey, bless, help me out, man. I can't. I don't know where I'm at. Pick me up, find me." Uh, yo, that shit, boy. You got wow, schmizzy on that. Oh, yeah, schmack. That's what. That's what it is. Yeah, schmack effect. All right. Well, with that, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. If we're, if we're still allowed yeah, to do this. I know. <laughs> no, I'm never Dance. getting brought out again. <laughs>